Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend. And today we continue with Lesson 10, The Way is Easy and Without Effort. And we continue with Section 3, titled, Commit to Awakening to the Peace Already Within You. And we pick up in paragraph, I'll read paragraph 7 And eight, and then we'll break eight down. So seven says, the mind of an enlightened creator knows that of themselves they do nothing. But in each moment of decision, they can allow the great power and mystery of love to direct their course. They can utilize time to refine their ability to hear only the voice for love, moment by moment, breath by breath, day by day until time is translated into eternity and the mind rests, reclines in its perfect union with God. So the next paragraph continues. Events still occur. The world is still what the world will choose to be, unaware that there walks in its midst one who is awake, who needs to make no show. They merely are the presence of wakefulness knowing that in each moment they will now be informed by the guidance of the comforter, the guidance of right-mindedness, the guidance of enlightenment, so that they are no longer attached to fearing, what should I say? What should I do? How will this person take it? How will that person take it? The world is no longer a concern. So what Jeshua is saying is that as we become more aware. Isn't that what waking up is? You're no longer in the darkness. You, I'm going to use a double negative. You no longer can't, is that right? You no longer can't see. You can see, you're aware, you're awake. You're opening to a different way of living in this world. We, this society, this culture, the human experience of the ego mind is all about being your own director, uh, directing your own course, using your own effort and willpower and intelligence, trying to figure things out, get things right. What am I lacking? What do I need to get to fill the lack so that I can be happy or be at peace or be accepted? And so then I can love myself so that I can be pleased with myself so that I can accept myself. So the mind of an enlightened creator knows that really I I can't do I can't do jack squat. Anytime I've tried to make something happen, it never works out. When I surrender control, when I allow the miracles and the mystery of life to work beyond my comprehension, it always works better than I could plan or predict. And so events in the world are still happening. This is not about being, this teaching is not about being the puppet master of the world. Well, let me pull the strings. Let me kind of make things happen. Let me manipulate different people and so that I can get what I want. That's not, that's not what this teaching is about. And that's why so many people are drawn to manifestation teachings and then they get really disillusioned by them. Because it's like, oh, I'm feeling lacking. And this teaching here is telling me that if I 
pray hard enough or if I visualize long enough or if I do this, then I'll get what I want. And if we're really being honest, most of that, if not all of that from that place, it's fueled by an I don't have and I want. I lack and I need it and I want it. Not from a heartfelt desire, not from just the joy of creating something and bringing an inspired idea into the man- into the physical. That's exciting. That's a totally different energy. I don't I don't if I'm coming from that energy like, "Ooh, I have this idea and it feels exciting to see if it's possible to bring it in manifestation and taking action to make it happen and dreaming and who else is going to be a part of this vision and planning from that place and like doing things to bring it into expression in the physical world. That's fun. But when it's like, oh, I have this inspired dream, but now and then all of a sudden I move into lack. I'm trying to force it to happen, to make it happen. It has to happen. And so I don't have the money that I want. So let me manifest the money that I want because I feel like I'm lacking. That's where most people approach manifestation. They don't even really realize it. I got to get the the soulmate or the job or the money or the whatever, but they're coming from lack. And then they get disillusioned. Oh, this spirituality stuff, it doesn't work. The law of attraction is a bunch of bull crap. It's, you know, preying on people's uh, gullibility or whatever it is. I've been there. I've been disillusioned by it, but I didn't realize or I wasn't honest with myself that I was coming from lack. I was trying to get something that I felt like I didn't have. And we're not talking about the physical things in the world, like, oh, I was trying to get a house when I didn't have a house. I was trying to get the seven figures when I didn't have the seven figures. No, it was the lack inside that I was trying to feel better or make go away. So events are still occurring. This this program, this program by Jeshua, this teaching is not about having a better physical world experience so that we feel better about ourselves. That's not what this is about. You're not the puppet master. Events are occurring. The world is still what the world will choose to be unaware that there walks in the midst of one who is awake, who needs to make no show. And I've had that. I've had the the the, the the desire or the want from a place of insecurity and lack where like, I want to be recognized. I want to have a number one podcast or I want to be, have X amount of followers on Instagram or I want to be wrecking. Why are all these people? They're all famous or recognized and I'm not famous and recognized like that to make a show. And for what? So that I feel better about myself So I can love myself and accept myself when I've got 100,000 followers on Instagram or social media or I'm on Oprah or whatever made up benchmark is going to satisfy the feelings of insecurity and lack, which even if they do satisfy it, they're temporary. They're temporary. I used to think working in Major League Baseball and professional sports, oh, look, I work for the San Diego Padres. There's only 30 jobs like this in the whole world. And and I would say that to people and feel proud about myself and not feel better than them, but just feel proud. Like, ooh, I like that I work for in Major League Baseball. And then after a couple of years, it was like, this doesn't mean anything. It's just a job. It was me giving all the importance to it so that I would feel better about myself. 
So this is the enlightened creator knows that it's not me doing it anyway, so why would I take credit for it? And there really is no me anyway, there is I. Consciousness, this oneness with life being expressed. Of myself, I really do nothing. So why would I take credit for it? Why would I need to make a show? There's nothing that can be added to the I. There's nothing that can be lessened from the I or taken away from the I. Now the me, the personal me, that can lose a lot and can gain a lot or thinks it can to feel better or worse about itself. So the world is still, the world's going to happen. There's things happening. And the enlightened creator, as you surrender your life, meaning the ego life, when you surrender your life to the divine, when you start following your heart, regardless of what logic tells you, because we get very heady, very intellectual, very logical, very rational. Well, ration and logic, get a good job, make a good salary, get your pension, have your retirement set up, make sure you have savings for college, Have your make sure you have good health care, like all of these very logical, rational things. And the heart's like, no, I want to not have a nine to five corporate job. I want to go traveling. I want to go find my way and figure out how I'll make money. I trust that it'll be fine. That's what my heart's calling me to do. But that's not what my dad did or my grandfather or, you know, people in my family. They are good workers. But following your heart seems like a risk to the ego, to the heart. It's freedom because the heart knows that you're OK, no matter what happens in the world. The enlightened creator, they merely are the presence of wakefulness knowing that in each moment they will now be informed by the guidance of the comforter, the guidance of right-mindedness, the guidance of enlightenment, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the still small voice inside of you. You will be guided by that. You can give up confusion. You can give up guessing. You can give up trying to figure it out. You will be led and guided. And this can be the scariest thing for, for, for someone who's so attached to your intellect and thinking and figuring it out and trying to minimize risk. What's the least riskful thing that I can do? And they live in this tiny little seemingly safe box, never taking any risks or minimizing all the risks. When the heart is free and untamed and knows that it's powerful and safe, And if you are willing to slow down and listen, you will be informed by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, of God, of love, of right-mindedness. You'll be informed. And the in is italicized. It comes from within you. The still small voice is within you. And maybe you'll get confirmations out there in the world, but those are really projections or reflections of what you already are hearing within. There'll be confirmations of what you already know to be true within you. Okay, it's time for me to leave my corporate nine to five job. I just know it to be true inside. I might be still a little scared, but because I don't know what's next, but I just trust it. I can hear it. I know it. And then something happens out in the world. And it, that's not the evidence. That's just the, the confirmation. It's like the, okay, here's a little 
we're throwing you a bone here so you can believe it more because you still believe the things that happen out there in the world when someone else says something, you believe that more than your own inner knowing. So we're going to throw ourselves a bone. Life's going to throw us a bone. It's really our, our soul and give us something external that will validate this decision to leave our job in this example. The enlightened creator is no longer attached to fearing, what should I say here? What should I do? How will this person take it? How will that person take it? The enlightened creator is not about people pleasing. Who do I need to make happy? I mean, what a way to suffer through your life, feeling like you need to make other people happy or feel good or feel comfortable or just not feel upset. If we go through our life trying to not have other people get upset by anything we say or do, good luck with that. You're going to be suffering. And we know that because we've all done that. Trying to manage our parents' feelings or trying to manage our partners, our mates, our spouse, our boss's feelings, trying to manage our kids' feelings. Good luck with that. Their feelings are their responsibility because they're based on their consciousness and the thoughts and the pebbles they're choosing to hold. You couldn't manage someone's feelings even if you tried. I mean, you could try to manage them, but it, you can't do it because it's not, it's within them, it's not within you. But look at how we try to do that in the name of protecting them. Let me protect my child's feelings by managing everything around them so that they don't get upset ever. How does that work out when they're no longer with you? Or what kind of resilience do they have or personal responsibility do they have when things don't go their way and you're not there to protect them or save them? See, you're not really protecting or saving them or, you know, by by managing their feelings. We we have the opportunity to let everybody have the uncomfortable joy of finding out and discovering that your feelings are your responsibility. They're happening within you. So the enlightened creator is no longer attached to the fear of what should I say here? What, is, what will make them happy? What, how will this person, will they get offended if I say this? How will they take it? The world is no longer a concern. And it says attached to fearing. It doesn't mean you don't have the, we're, we're human right now, right? We're having the human experience. It's okay if you feel fear. Are you attached to the fear? Are you fighting the fear? Are you resisting the fear? Are you make, giving it so much energy? Or are you just noticing, oh, look, there with a childlike innocence, there's a fearful thought. There's a fearful thought. If I leave my job, I'll be homeless and penniless and I won't ever find another job and no one will ever hire me. And I and then I'll have made the biggest mistake I made in my life. And I'll then I'll try and go groveling back to my current job. And even if they take me, I'll hate it. It'd still be soul sucking. So I really am kind of hopeless. Oh, look, there's that fear. I understand why that fear is there. It's just a part of me that doesn't trust. It's just I'm listening to the wrong voice but we're not attached to it. We can still feel fear. We can still notice those thoughts. We forgive ourselves. We accept ourselves. We feel whatever we need to feel so that that energy can move through. And we keep listening to the still small voice inside. But we're not, we're not trying to manage the world anymore. Paragraph nine. Jeshua says they experience their very life as an ongoing flowing mystery, as though something else were living through them. 
This is the meaning of my friend's words. Let that mind be in your be in you, which was in our Lord Christ Jesus, as you would read in your Bible. That mind is the mind of perfect freedom. And all of these minds, mind you, are with a capital M, not personal mind, but impersonal mind, God mind, source mind. Let that mind be in you, which was in our Lord Christ Jesus. That mind is the mind of perfect freedom. It does not belong to anyone, but it can be cultivated to flow through you. Cultivate to grow, right? To cultivate a garden, you're tending to the garden. You are the vehicle through supporting the garden to grow. So you can cultivate the mind of the Christ to flow through you. How? By getting out of the way, by noticing where you're interfering, by letting it flow, by listening, by being still, not by trying to control or figure things out or be the puppet master. There's an ongoing flowing mystery. What freedom is that if you don't need to control the river? You can just enjoy the ride knowing that you are safe. Most people are so afraid that they're unsafe because they're identifying with separation, the body, the separate thinking mind. But what a relief if something, if you let it, if you let it, if you allow it, and that takes courage at first when you're afraid, it takes courage to surrender. Oh my God, my life will come falling down around me. I'll be alone. I'll be broke. I'll be outcast. Those are some of the deeper fears. But if you let life flow through, you will be guided to the to the places where you're needed, where your love is needed, where your light is needed. You'll be guided to the relationships, the jobs, the places, the things. Isn't that fun? Isn't that the, the joy of a mystery you don't need to know? If you're just present in each moment, wherever you are, you are the presence of love. So it doesn't really matter what's going on around you. That's the mind that was in Christ Jesus. doesn't matter where I am or what's happening. I'm love. I'm expressing love. I'm extending the good, the holy, and the beautiful. doesn't matter if I'm being crucified or if I'm doing a miracle in front of thousands of people or if I'm speaking or if no one knows who I am. I'm still the expression of love. That's what I am. I'm being what I am. He says, but only, only if every fiber of your beingness is wholly committed to holiness. You cannot leave a finger outside and get to heaven. All of your mind, all of your energy, all of your gifts, all of your very awareness must become committed to being the presence of peace. This is what no one can do for you. Sitting at the feet of enlightened teachers will not do it for you. So what Jeshua was saying is, yeah, you can sit at the foot the feet of an enlightened teacher and you will gain, you will hear and gain maybe wisdom and knowledge, but no one can do it for you. Not Jeshua, not Sky Daddy God, not your saints and your guides. No one can, no one can do it for you, nor do, if they love you, would they want to do it for you? As Jeshua said earlier in the way of mastery, you will get to a point where I might carry you and help you, but at some point you'll get to a point where you're like, no, Jeshua, Jesus, God, like put me down. I'm doing this for myself. That's freedom. That's free will. If someone does it for you, you're not free. You haven't really learned anything. 
So you can be this vessel through which life and love and divine mystery moves through you if you're committed to holiness. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You can't have even a toe. You can't just dip your toe in, all in. Because we we all know, if we're honest with ourselves, unless we're all in, if if we if we have um, let's say what's the if we leave a crack open in the door, we're going to use that as an excuse. It's still we're still attached to well, just in case this God thing doesn't work out, just in case this surrender thing doesn't work out, then I'll go back to my old ways. So you're not really all in. You're still you're not really not believing. That's not the right word. You're not really believing or having full faith, but like you're still keeping a little bit on the outside just in case this thing doesn't work out. And that never works. All of your mind. This is the this is the seeming risk we're being invited into. It seems like a big risk. You got to lose everything <laughs> to be enlightened. All of your mind, all of your energy, all of your gifts, all of your very awareness must become committed, all of it, committed to being the presence of peace. Now, that doesn't mean judge yourself if you get triggered or you get angry if you're not at peace. It's the commitment to peace. I'm committed to peace. And when I get upset, I'm committed to seeing what pebbles I'm dropping, what thoughts I'm holding that are creating this upset so I can return to peace. Would I choose peace instead of this? No one, this is what no one can do for you. No one can do it for you. Thank God for that. It is your gift to own it, to step into it, to give yourself fully over to it. The wisest, Jeshua continues, the wisest of students are those that hear the word and put it into practice diligently for themselves, not for their mother, not for their father, not for their spouse. Not for their brother, not for their sister, not for the sake of the planet, not for the sake of the universe, not for the sake of the new dawn that is coming, not for the sake of anything but themselves. For their self, capital S self, is what God created. And that self calls out to you to honor it by separating yourself from the illusions that you have allowed to make a home in your mind and become wholly committed to teaching only love. Put these teachings into practice. That's what Jeshua is inviting you to do. He's not going to force you to do it. He's not going to guilt you or shame you into doing it. Well, if you don't put these into practice, you're just going to be a dumbo and you're going to suffer and you know that's on you. No, he's infinitely patient. The wisest of students are those that hear the word and put it into practice diligently. It's not always convenient. It's commitment, it's consistency, it's accountability, it's showing up for ourselves out of self-love, not out of guilt, out of self-love, diligently, for themselves. This is for you, about you. Because as you wake up and embody more love, as you release more and more fear, as you see the through the illusions of the things that you think will make you happy, how you've attached your happiness or peace or feeling good about yourself to other things you see through the illusions of those things and you come back to yourself over and over and over again this is about you you naturally will will serve all of creation by being what you are created to be which is you 
There's no one, there's nothing like you in the universe. You are a unique wave in the ocean of the cosmic ocean of love. There's no other wave like you in truth. Just like every snowflake is different. So notice where you might be doing things to make your mother happy, make your father happy, get your father's approval, finally be seen or loved or mothered by your mother the way she's never mothered you before. Not for your spouse, not for your brother or your sister, not for the sake of the planet, hiding behind this, well, I'm doing it to save the planet. The planet doesn't need saving. No one needs saving. That's just a distraction for you doing your own inner work. And that's okay if that triggers you. It's not for the sake of the universe, not for the sake of the new dawn that is coming, which, by the way, when I read that, I was like, ah, there's a new dawn coming. Oh, cool. But it's not for the sake of that. It's not to make that happen or force it to happen. Yourself is what God created, and the self calls out to you to honor it by separating yourself from the illusions that you have allowed to make a home in your mind. What are those illusions? Make a list of the illusions that you have allowed to make a home in your mind. And maybe it's like, when I get this, then I'll feel happy. When I get this, then I can be fully loving. When this happens, then I'll feel peaceful. When this happens, then I can love myself. When I lose the 20 pounds, then I can finally love myself. Until then, I'm lazy, I'm not good enough, what's wrong with me, I'm ugly. Separate yourself from that illusion. It's an illusion. It's just not true. And become wholly committed to teaching only love. And that doesn't mean sitting on your, standing on your milk carton on the corner of the street, uh, proclaiming and you know shouting at everybody about all your big beliefs. You teach only love by being love. You don't have to say a word. No one needs to know you're teaching love. You're not there to convert or convince anyone. You just be love. That is teaching love. That is demonstrating love by being love. And I would even challenge you not to say a word to try and teach someone or educate them or enlighten them. Just be. Just be loving. That is the most powerful teacher. Your example, your beingness, your presence, just who you are. This is great. We're doing this. We're moving through this beautiful section. Thank you um, for those of you that have been following along in real time. Our family's been on uh, vacation again, so I've been inconsistent. This is my first. I think I've done two episodes in the last like two weeks. So I'll be. I will be more consistent um, starting next week because we'll be home from this vacation uh, and a family trip. It's not really a vacation. It's a family trip and. Um, and then I'll be back into my routine. So I uh, love you. Have a great day. Uh, thanks for being a part of this journey. And we'll see you next time.